0: welcome you back to this little corner we are calling the Broadway Bulletin. We hope you're ready for another two fantastic shows because we have them.
1: Our first show has us returning to an off-off-Broadway company we last visited several years ago, the New Ohio Theater, for their production of Songs About Trains. It's, It's a show about songs about trains. Really? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, it is, but... There's don't, more to it yeah, than that. No, it actually. Okay, so I got the tickets because of Show Score, um, and I, well, not just Show Score. The theater company, because friend John Ford Dunker was in a, a show, and spit. and spit many okay. years ago, and I was like, "Well, this company does interesting stuff." And I was like, "Okay, let's go see what they have. To, like, w- what this is about." And I gotta be honest, this is another theater company that's becoming one that I'm like, you don't disappoint. Um, as a beautiful performance piece, kind of like a concert made up of railroad songs, songs about trains. They use these songs to kind of construct the show, and the storyline basically consists of letters from different people who helped build America's railroads.
0: Oh, hey, that's what brought my family out to, or at least my mom's side of the family to
1: America. So you follow like an Irish immigrant, a Chinese immigrant... Uh, African American former slave, um, a Mexican immigrant. Then you follow a Native American uh, woman who helps form the unions for the railroad. Like you follow all these people, and they're, like all culminates and 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 it just follows not only the, the how the railroads kind of began and grew and everything, but all the way to the present day. Um, and it uses, like I said, this these songs from railroad, from the actual railroad, or about the trains to progress the story, and it was beautifully performed. The music itself was great, the singers were fantastic. Um, I also really love the recognition of there's an original composer, uh, or of the original composers, particularly black composers, who wrote songs that famous white groups took credit for, and there was one in particular, and I, I feel so bad, I can't remember, but it was a black woman, she wrote this song, and it got really, really big and really famous by a white group, and I believe it was a British white group. She was never given credit until, like, the 1980s. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, they gave credit. They they give, did a big bit about it. And I was like, I'm so glad that that's a thing. We should do more about that, because there's a lot of music, popular music, that actually came from, from African-American artists that they mm-hmm. don't give credit. But anyway, soapbox moment. Um yeah, it was a really cool off off Bravo show. Great matinee.
0: I love to hear that.
1: Sadly the show closed on April twenty-third, twenty twenty-two. Some people flow like water on the tiny hairs of an African pilot.
0: And when I have a child, she'll grow up soul playing in the dirt and on pain. Ever calls why I lose my bones, given it to happen. I'll buy my living with a drip of red, I'll paint your perfect portrait, and it will be signed by my hand, scratched out by a man who envies the time spent to self-reflect on all the self-destruction, all the stupid stuff I do. Just to try and understand my place is already made microwave. Safe. To conclude this episode, we head back to Broadway and to Studio 54 for a riveting show, The Minutes.
1: Wow. What a social commentary. And what's funny about this is this show started previews pre-pandemic. Now it's opened. Um, and I don't know. I might be interpreting it a different way, but I'm not sure if the social commentary that I get out of it existed pre-pandemic. But uh, I love Tracy Letts. I love him as an actor. I love him as a playwright. You saw him in All My Sons. He played the dad. Okay. Yeah. It was brilliantly written.
0: What Um, was so brilliant about it?
1: This was another one of those like really lulling shows. It lured you to a place of comfort. It used humor. It used political jargon at times. It was about a city council meeting. So it kind of lulled you in this place of comfort or numbness. And then when the real controversy and stuff starts to come up, Mm -hmm. you're kind of caught off guard, especially with what the controversy is.
0: Are we going to talk about what the controversy is or are you going to save that for a full episode? I'm going to have
1: to save that for a full episode. So if you want
0: to find out sooner than the full episode, go see the
1: show. Um... I loved the overall reference to critical race theory. That's all I'll say. Okay. I like... And that is my interpretation. Um, it, You know, it... I, I, that's why I want to know if, if critical race theory was a thing before the pandemic. Because it feels like a commentary now on that issue. And if it isn't, then that's just, uh, to me a great example of life imitating art.
0: I mean, I will say that the idea and the thought and the, the conversation about teaching critical race theory has been around for quite a time.
1: Okay, great, great, great. Because that makes the second half of the show like so much more poignant. Like as I'm watching, I'm like, everyone who who doesn't understand critical race theory or why that's important needs to come see the show. Mm. Okay. Like, this is a perfect example of why. Um, so yeah, that's what I'll say. Um, the characters of the show were all dynamic. It, like, uh, You saw, you know the phrase, you and your family love? It takes all kinds of kinds. hmm Right there on the city council. And what I love is, and this is the other thing that I'll say, because I won't remember it later. You could see the sway of everyone's political standing From left to right, based on where they were sitting. From left to right.
0: Oh wow! Okay.
1: That and see to me as I'm like as I'm watching, I was like, "Oh yeah, you guys have more leftist views. You guys have more right views." Interesting, Uh, but they were. I mean,
0: and they were physically on the left. left, Or physically to the audiences,
1: though. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. energy was amazing the lighting was incredible the thunderstorm was amazing they had a thunderstorm the whole time which was great um the final scene was a little obscure and surreal at force at first <laughs> um sort of like a fever dream and then you realize it's sort of like an out of body experience I was talking uh, about this scene with I hope new friend of the show with a, with a fellow theater patron last night Trisha and she was saying, like, what did you get out of it? And I said, I don't think it's actually part of the real world. I think it's a commentary.
0: Mm.
1: And, and, and what happens in that final scene is, is not in the here and now. But more of just like an afterthought. Okay. Because if you try to tie it into the rest of the play, it's like, this doesn't make any sense. But if you look at it separately, it makes a lot more sense. And I will speak more to it... When we do our full episode. So. Um, the the other thing I do want to say. Um, is that. It, the council is. Mostly white. Mm-hmm. And white men. Another important thing that I appreciate about the show. Because most of our government is. White and white men. Which. I think is is not
0: an accurate depiction of what the majority of or well, what the demographic of
1: the not just that, but I think it wasn't. It's not an oversight. I think that is planned. Yeah, because as you watch the dynamics of everything happening in the show, you're like, I've seen this movie before. So, um, yeah, it was. I loved it. It was brilliant. I, I loved it. I, I wrote a few other things down, but I don't want to give it away. I just, in hindsight, I'm like, no, just keep it bottled up. <laughs> Go see the show and you will be surprised.
0: Tickets for this show playing at Studio 54 are on sale through July 24th,
1: 2022. And this concludes this episode of the Broadway Bulletin.
0: Be sure to tune into to our next edition coming out every Tuesday and Saturday.
1: Until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez. And I'm Hope Bird. Reminding you to turn off your cell phones.
0: Unwrap your candies and keep your
1: mask on. And keep talking about the theater.
0: In a stage whisper.
1: Thank you. Two friends from old New York
0: town. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe.
1: You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at StageWhisperPod.
0: And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com.
1: Our theme song is Booga Blue by U.S. Army Blues. Other music on this episode provided by Cud Eastbound and Billy Murray.